This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wednesday Week. It's a bit more positive this week. I've got Vic with me, Steve and Alex Miller from The Star. We've not had you on for a while, how are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, Ben. Thank you very much. And and yeah, nice, nice to be joining you after a couple of wins, isn't it? It's been a while. Yeah, you've uh, you, you've pick, you've picked your moments to come on because it's not been not been happiest podcast, is it? Last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think we are going to touch on by the sound of things the trip down to Plymouth, and that's one that will live long in the memory for me, unfortunately. Let's start with that then. Seeing oh. since you mentioned it, well, then we can get out of the way. Um, I think you only want to go, Alex, out of, out of us that are on. Um, take it away. Do I have to? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a long way down for that. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, just a bit rubbish, wasn't it? Rained all night. Half the team got injured and they lost 3-0. There's not much to say and I think... It would be wise to move on pretty quickly because we've got nicer things to talk about, haven't we? Yeah, we, uh, we were shit. Let's move on. That's more or less, yeah. I mean, if I could have put that in the headline, then I would have done. But um, right, we'll uh, we'll move on from that. Then. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm away with it because no one wants to hear about it. No, Nobody no. wants to relive that. No. Well, I wasn't going to mention it, but apparently we did do a podcast last week, so that, that's why I mentioned it. Um, other game I'll mention that we'll move on from pretty quickly is Gillingham. To be honest, I don't think we were too bad. I, I think the only, I don't think there was much of a difference from the Gillingham game to last night, except last night we got a winner. Stevie, what do you think? Um, I thought we were, I thought we were steady. Um, I thought the the Gillingham game we started, we we started really well. Um, we 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 were on the front foot from the kickoff. Um, if I remember right, we went straight down and I think we, we forced a corner in the first minute or so and we were right on the front foot and we took that into the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. I know they scored relatively early, so that might be slightly misleading, but um, we took that into the first sort of 10 minutes or so and we were definitely the better side. 
Um, <clears throat> I think as, as time went on, the, the worry for me, and without making a point of it or, or labouring it too much, um, I think Palmer at the back got a little bit bullied. Um, I think that was the, the, the one. That's what you can talk about it, Steve. Is, is that Liam <laughs> Palmer's blunder from Steve? <laughs> He, 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 to be fair, he did, didn't he? He, he, he got a bit of a bullying from uh, Oliver. Um, and, you know, I, I actually think even though they scored the goal, it never felt like we were in danger of not getting something from the game. But when you're on those runs of drawing games week in, week out and not getting the performance, uh, uh, the results that your performances perhaps warrant, um, it becomes a little bit desperate, doesn't it? I think we were always going to equalise. Um, the fact that it took so long, if we could have equalised, if we had equalised a little bit earlier, I think um, we'd have gone on and perhaps got a winner. But I think at times the the, the front two at Gillingham, um, they they, they terrorised our back three in that first half. Vic, anything to Yeah, add? I think, it, it, you know, I looked at the stats earlier and we had like over 20 shots. And I think 18 of those were probably Corbino again. Um, he was just an absolute like masterclass that week. Um, I think Stevie and I, I know we were definitely on one summer we were talking about him and saying he was trying to be too fancy and it just didn't work with this league and everything else and I eat my words like absolutely eat my words like fancy is working now the rest of the formations working with it but fancy is working and he was just outstanding against them um I remember mm. there was there was one particular shot um where he, he, he had the keeper had to really really dive for it and it was it was as close as going in um and yeah, he was just, he was outstanding. He's got, but he's going to be one of those lone players, isn't he? We're going to come back to it in a bit. I know we are, but he's going to be a Michael Hector or he's going to be a Ben Marshall or he's going to, he, he, we're going to fall in love and then he's going to piss off next season. I, I, I said this a few weeks back when people were, were, were not sold on him. I said that he's beginning to grow into it and he will become the Ben Marshall of this season. Yeah. Um, and everyone laughed at me. You're not laughing now, are you? No, uh, you were right. Me and Stevie are saying, oh, he's too clever, he's too fancy for us. We don't need fancy. Yeah, we do. It works. We'll, we'll, we'll save it and talk about him a little, little bit more in a bit because there's, there's plenty to say. Um, but, yeah, we've got past that anyway, so we'll move on to a bit more of the better stuff now. Uh, Accrington. Um, I, I, I think Alex, again, may be the only one out of the three of us to go. I was meant to go, but uh, was... On my deathbed, so I didn't. Um, but listening on the radio, and what a start, Alex. Yeah, that first 25 minutes, it just felt like everything was properly clicking. You know what I mean? It was like every, well, I was about to say every chance went in, but it didn't. You know, if there'd been 5 0 up after half an hour, it, it wouldn't have flattered them. Um, probably should be said, you know, I think. Accrington were a bit naive defensively and, and left some, some big old holes for, for Wednesday to work with. But, yeah, it, it was one of those days. And all that frustration that you touched on there from previous weeks on, you know, not taking chances and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, in that first 25 minutes, it was dreamland. And then Wednesday do what Wednesday do and uh, make life a little bit difficult and get us all panicking a bit. But I, I sort of walked away from that. I had a chat with a couple of lads outside the ground and, uh, they were said, you know, they're making it hard for themselves. It didn't feel to me like a three-two performance. It didn't feel like there was one goal in that. If, if Wednesday had won that four-one or five-one, that would have been a bit more fair. And what I was especially, I think I mentioned it in the paper a couple of times, especially sort of impressed with was the last sort of fifteen or twenty minutes where we've we've had it with Wednesday, and we've 
seasons on seasons where it's been mad panic, goal mass scrambles, you know, last ditch clearances and eventually an equaliser somewhere along the line. But um, they're just, they were a lot more mature, a lot more football, street smart, if you like, won a couple of fouls, you know, Fizz taking it in the corner, all this sort of stuff, you know, that, that opposition teams seem to do to Wednesday and Wednesday haven't done enough in recent years. And yeah, it was a nice day out. I'm not sure it was that much of a nice day out for the lads getting absolutely piss wet through on the... Uh, oh, oh, didn't it? Ashworth on that stand. That would have been I, I would count it. I would count myself lucky because I think that would have killed me off <laughs> if, I, if I'd been on that terrace. Um, but the first goal, Steve, we've mentioned mentioned him quite a lot. A lot of us are apologising to him now on Twitter and stuff like that. Shea Dunkley, he's, he's becoming quite a, a threat from corners. We're looking so much more threatening. Yeah, we are. Um, and it's hard to sort of reflect on it from the Accrington point of view without bringing in last night. I think he's, and, and obviously we'll talk about last night, um, he's, at the minute, that ball is, it's a beach ball, isn't it? Every time it gets up there, he's he's not missing a thing. And it, there were times last night where I was looking at it and thinking, do you know what? I, I actually felt sorry for the MK Don's defence because you knew what was coming. You knew what was going to happen. Um, and he's just, it's there and his setup's exactly the same position. Um, they, they, I think he had a, a little bit of a, um, he's got a bit of a buffer, as in, I don't know if it was uh, Brennan last night, it was a, a bit of a buffer just to give him a yard to, to sort of get that sort of run and approaching and, and that spring in his, in his step to, to win the header. Um, he's, he's not missing a thing. And that comes down to the fact that he's, um, he's a player with confidence. Um, ironically, <laughs> if you look back at the goal that he scored the other day, it was about four foot down <laughs> and it looks like it's going off the side of his head and bounced four times before it's gone in the bottom corner. But you've got to be in there to, to get your head, <clears throat> excuse me, to get your head on it. And he's done exactly that. And I can't fault the bloke at the minute. He's an absolute colossus. Vic? Yeah, like Stevie said, and obviously like you look at Accrington and you look at the two goals that we conceded there and you feel like the first one was just unbelievable. Like as if that happened during that game, like it was just... You, you don't win. You're not winning three nil away from home and concede an overhead kick. Like it's just bizarre to Accrington Stanley of all people. It was just one of those things where you just go, "This, of course, it's happening." It's Wednesday, um, but yeah, it was. It was one of those things. Like obviously, we'll go on to Che Dunkley again in a bit. Um, he was absolutely outstanding. I thought Bannon was outstanding again. Um, I think it it helps with. We seem to have found a way that works over the last couple of games. We seem to have found a, a positioning that works for a lot of the players. You know, we're not using Dunkley as much to play out from the back, which he can seem a bit shaky on sometimes. That can be a bit of a worry. Um, and I think, you know, he's addressed his critics on that. And he said, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever the gaffer tells me to do. And I believe I can play like that. But, you know, opinions are opinions. Um, I think it was... Yeah, it. I mean, Palmer was outstanding. Let's let's give it up for old Liam. Well, for Stevie, you know, two was it two assists? I think did he get the second one as well? Yeah, so it's two assists. Yeah, it was two assists. Just... It was two, just you two. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and obviously Bannon for the first one. Um, absolutely outstanding. Uh, yeah, and I think it's right to say, you know, three two does not suit that scoreline at all. Like it just doesn't work. I just can't believe that that was the scoreline. And then you get to the last 10 minutes and it was just like, it wasn't even a, I wasn't angry at them. Like I normally am in the last 10 minutes and it, it was all falling apart and you just sat there shaking with frustration because you think they're just going to mess it up because they did not deserve to mess it up. It was too, 
I mean, not to take anything away from Accrington, you know, it was quite, when you look at the stats, it was quite a balanced game on most fronts. Um, but I think those last 10 minutes, I was more concerned for them than angry at them. I didn't want them to lose another two points when they absolutely wholeheartedly did not deserve to lose two points there. Um, so the fact that we managed to hold it on, like you said, um, Fizz took it to the corner and we, we shithoused them a bit. And that's what we, we talk about week in, week out that we need to do and everyone does to us because we're, especially at home, we're a lot of people's cup final and we never seem to do it back. And it was good to do that in the last five, 10 minutes of that game. Yeah, and it, it showed just what you said there. With I think there was 600 more Wednesday mm. fans than there were Accrington fans, um, which is quite something. Um, but yeah, we just held on. Um, only courtesy of Bailey Peacock Fowles serve on the free kick, which was, you know, the, showing his worth. Because does Wildsmith save that? Possibly, possibly not. But I think, I don't think the. We, we can label it against Peacock Fowl if it do his distribution. Uh, not distribution, he's, he's short stopping. Um, I think it's more a case of his concentration, but I think he's looked steady and been a big part of what's been a solid defence the last few games. We shall um, just talk about the goals. Corby New, again, as we've said, Vic said, a masterclass. He's. he's <laughs> They don't see a bit of stopping in League One, basically. Uh, I'll pass it over to Stevie now because I've talked for long enough. Ah, thanks. <laughs> um, do you know what? He's, he's settled in. I think Vic's covered a lot of the points that I would have made or, or, or will make. I wasn't sold on him at the start of the season. Um, I don't know what the ins and outs were. And I think Vic mentioned a couple of a couple of shows ago that there was a feeling that he might not have been right, ill or injured or something. And that's that, that was the reason that he wasn't getting in. Um, he wasn't pulling any trees up from me off the bench in the Pizza Cup. Uh, I think it was a Newcastle game. I thought it was steady, but nothing sparkling. Again, at Mansfield, was it? Steady, nothing sparkling. Then he's come on. Um, I think the, the, you know, getting him in, was it the Sunderland game where he started and, and really started flying? You know, it, it seems to be with one or two players, a little bit like um, Dunkley, if I'm honest. He seems to be a confidence player, um, but he's a he's an arm around the shoulder type. And I don't know, and I, I sit fairly close to the dugout at, at, at the ground and you can hear more. He's constantly on at him. You can you can hear Palmer. He's constantly at him. You can hear the players are constantly in his ear, telling him when he's done well and giving him instructions and so forth. So whilst he's a premiership player that's come down, I think he still relies on that. He's very much in the... You know the, the 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 genesis of his career, if you like, and he's 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 earning uh, learning his trade, and I think this is a good move for him. Um, to the points that have been made, yeah, he's 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 doing well, and he's he's probably going to get better. Um, if I was going to give him that sort of teacher-like constructive criticism to go away and even better if, if you like, um, a little bit more consistent throughout a ninety-minute period, I think there are there are times where he's either better first half and quiet second, or quieter second, or vice versa. Um, I'd like to see him put his sort of imprint on a game for a, consistently over a 90-minute period. But um, it's difficult, and it's going to be difficult for him. You look at the, the game last night, there's no making no mistake about it. NK Don's doubled him up. Uh, they put two players on him, um, and he's got a, he's going to have to figure that out because if he's going to go and play at the highest level or the, the, the level that he aspires to go and play at, that's something he's going to have to, to resolve within his game and go and deal with. 
Um, but, um, you know, when he gets into those areas and we're playing to his strengths, I think um, he, he's as good a wide, wide player as we've had in a hell of a long time. No, yeah, I agree. Like. You know, from when you talk to obviously Darren Moore and whatever else, is the idea being that he is going to play in the Premier League at some point? Is that is that what he's being prepared for? Because I think that's what we can all see. But obviously, we're two leagues below that at the moment, and the the gulf between the two leagues is enormous. But is that kind of the end goal? Is that what they're preparing him for? I think so. I mean, he, he it was seven minutes, but you know, he's obviously thought high enough at Wolves that he, he did come off the bench. I think it was against Spurs at the end of last season or something. Um, and, and they do think highly of him. I remember looking at uh, a Wolves forum and when it was announced that he was coming to Wednesday, they, you know, half of them were crossed that he'd been let go and half of them were, you know, couldn't believe that he hadn't gone to the Championship. So, you know, that tells its own story from people that have probably seen a little bit more <coughs> than we have. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think, you know, it sounds, <clears throat> sounds very much like Darren is in constant communication with Wolves. Um, it's a guy called Matt Jackson, who's their sort of loan manager. You know, these Premier League clubs have these these guys that come and watch games and all the rest of it. And he's spent a lot of time looking at, at Theo and he, he's very highly regarded there. At Accrington, uh, we had a chat about it. Obviously, he was brought off with half an hour to go and he'd been blistering, hadn't he, in that, in that first half. And exactly what um, Steve said, I think in the second half, he just... Faded a little bit going forward, but what was interesting, we weren't far from the dugout. And as Accrington grew into it, I think they targeted that side defensively, um, which is a side of the game that he needs to sort of brush up on. And, and obviously, Jaden Brown was brought on, who's, who's got a bit more of a defensive background. Um, so I think that's certainly something that I think the two clubs are sort of working in tandem to work on certain stuff. Darren name checked Harvey Barnes as someone that he worked with closely at West Brom. Uh, and obviously everything that he's gone on to achieve. You know, I don't think an England call-up's too far away from him. So if you can go anywhere near, you know, developing at that rate, it, it won't be a, won't be a bad thing for anyone. But um, yeah, if he develops at that rate, I don't think there's any chance of him playing for Wednesday next year, which is <laughs> would be a bit of a blow. But yeah, I, I, I just he's such an exciting player, isn't he? And I think there's just there's just moments maybe in his decision making as well that are a little bit raw. You know, that certainly last night. A couple of times where he beats the man, and you know there's there's a pop off ball just to one side, and maybe takes an extra touch or takes a shot. Um, but you know what I mean. You don't want to clip his wings too much, do you? I think he, he, he there were a couple of occasions where he's cut inside from the left hand side last night, and he's pulled a couple of shots. And you know, for all the good that he's done, there's there's still that little bit of I'm loath to say rashness, but he pulls at things and. Can lose his head a little bit when he gets into those that 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 sort of final third the the eighteen yard box and I just think maybe that's something that he needs to uh, to to sort of iron out and, and maybe be a little bit more consistent in that end product in front of goal. He's confidence as well, isn't it? And you you wouldn't want to yeah. start now. Um, but you know, there's a there's a confidence. I remember Gary Monk saying something about this about Jacob Murphy that that you know there's a confidence to go and try and do everything yourself but then there's the confidence in your own decision making to make the right decision when it counts um yeah yeah i think he had more shots than anyone else last night he had more dribbles right. than constantly else. it was like shooting practice for him wasn't it yeah absolutely. and we kept saying we were like one of these is going to go in but at the same time the majority of the shots that he had as far as i remember all went in exactly the same spot on the goal and at some point, the keeper's going to go, well, I know exactly where this is going. Like, and he didn't really mix that up. But I think it was, it's a case of just 
target practice, isn't it? And at some point, you know, it's going to pay off. And obviously last night it didn't as such, but um, he, yeah, I think when we talk about, obviously he could have gone to the championship, but I do think with younger guys, especially of his height and his build, this league is going to do him the world of good in just getting a bit of strength as well. Um, he needs to learn to stick his elbows out and those kind of players, you know, when they do go up to the Premier League, we've seen it in, I think, best example would be Antonio for me. We've seen someone who came down and played all right at a better level with us, but he had to learn to be stronger. He had to learn that not only be fancy, he had to be strong. And now look at him in the Premier League, like he's outstanding. So uh, I think it's going to be one of those situations, isn't it? He's going to be an Antonio. He's going to, oh, <laughs> that's devastating. But you don't wish him harm. Like you wish him the best, don't you? When it's a young lad like that and they're going to do well, you want him to do well, but... Yeah, let's let's keep going on MK Dons then, since we've started talking about it through through Kobe New, another young player that's really made his mark in the side, Kieran Brennan. Stevie, what do you make of his performance last night? Yeah, I thought I thought he's really steady. Um, I think he's 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 coming and he's he's taken an opportunity that he probably wouldn't have got for you know at least a good few months with uh, the injuries that we've we've obviously had enforced upon us. Uh, Hutch, Hutch being the first one, he's been out. Um, obviously, I offers out for a period of time. Johnston's ended up slotting in there, and now he's out. Um, I'm pleased that Moore has taken, or he's taken the chance. What, whatever Moore's thinking was, uh, whether it was the uh, the game that we had against Harrogate when I thought he, did, he played particularly well, um, and he's taken that opportunity, and Moore's gone right. Okay, let's blood him um, in the league. Um, and I, I, I thought it was very good last night. He's solid. He's composed on the ball. His first touch is good. Um, he shows for it. He, he he doesn't look out of place at all. Um, I know we're talking about Corbyn, who being a player that potentially is somebody that we're we're, we're going to miss because he's going to go back. But it it, it it almost smacks of that feeling of, you know, we've got another Shaw or um, Urugidi that is going to come through the ranks and you know Stamper, uh, you know their their place within the squad. And is is it going to be one of those that we're all of a sudden clinging on to? I hope we do a little bit of business around making sure that we're retaining within um, the setup and we're looking after him. But I think he's he's coming. He's taken his opportunity. Um, he wins his headers. He, he you know the the balls over the top. He's he's quick off the mark in terms of his, his you know that first yard or so. He he makes sure that he's in front of the strikers that he's playing against. Um, I just like his composure. It wasn't last night, but the distribution that he, he, he's shown in previous games. Um, tells me that we've got a, you know, we might have a little bit, a little bit of a diamond there. Yeah, I think from from what I've seen of him, I've been really complimentary him from the start of this season. Really, when I'd seen him, and for for someone, uh, is he 21, 22? Um, he's a talker. Like, yeah. and obviously, want a want a full full Hillsborough against Arrogate, but he never stopped talking. Um, and you heard him last night, to be honest, um, and. <laughs> He reminds me a little bit of Mark Beavers when he was first quit. He, like the composure, like with the ball at his feet, I think is is pretty similar to that. Um, not what you make of him, Alex. You've seen him probably more than all of us. Yeah, probably two things certainly on his personality. He made his debut out of nowhere at, at Rochdale in the EFL Cup last year and played really well. And speaking to him afterwards, like you're always a bit nervous, you know, with, with who the club's going to put up. And when it's a young lad, you think, oh, you know, these could be one-word answers here. But he was really confident, you know, stuck his chest out, answered all the questions, had a bit of a laugh and all the rest of it. Um, 
And then, you know, more recently, I spoke to Liam Palmer uh, for a pre-match camp. It might have been the Gillian game. Um, and sort of asked him, you know, as a, as a senior defender, have you spoken to Kieran and given him any advice and all this stuff? And, and Liam sort of said, he's not the sort of lad that needs it. You know, he's confident and he's, he's steadfast and he talks in training and he does all this sort of stuff. So that that's, you know, you, you get such talented players, don't you? But I think a lot of it comes down to personality and having that confidence, stick your chest out and all the rest of it. So, yeah, hopefully Kieran's got that and, you know, he can keep going because, let's be fair, this is kind of an opportunity that, that no one was really expecting to get that many injuries, you know, the, the replacement for the replacement for the replacement to get injured and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, it's a big chance for him, and you know they've obviously missed out on the free agent as well. Um, so yeah, go for him. But see, personally, I'd rather is keep keep playing Brennan um, than bring someone like Adrian Mariapa in that's right at the end of his career that's going to be a a stopgap to somebody else for the rest of the season. Um, I think it'd be hard to drop Brennan at the moment we always play. I don't know what you'll think. Yeah, no. And we've said that about age before, haven't we? That, you know, we know now that we're in a position in this league where we can still pay decent enough wages compared to the majority of the league, but we, we can't offer the same sort of opportunity to young players that we might have been able to last season in the championship. So we have got to get those players at the end of the careers and to actually have a youth player coming through and, you know, potentially be making him ready for either promotion with us or you know, sticking with us for a few years in League One, whatever it is. Um, but am I right in thinking he scored that disallowed goal last night as well? So yeah. the fact yeah, that he does. got up there for that as well, which was quite early on, wasn't it? Um, that, for me, like, that shows a lot. For someone in his position and of his age and, you know, only just started playing, that that gives confidence as well. That shows that he's confident enough to be moving forwards and he's not... I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a footballer, like uh, by any means. I'm I'm awful at it. But I think it's for me. If I was a really young lad and I was making my debut, and I assume he's from Sheffield, I, I don't know. But I, yes, guess, I guess he's yeah. I guess he's a Wednesday eye and born and bred and all that. Um, but I think a lot of people, and we do see this with a lot of young youth players, will stick exactly to their position and they will do exactly what is asked of them. Um to avoid risks or mistakes. And the fact that he got up there to score that goal that I think I think it just like came off him really into the net. I don't think it was like a particularly golden strike. I mean, I'm quite high up in the north. Um, but to be in that position says a lot to me about confidence. I think that shows that, you know, he's he's either suddenly gained it or he's or he's bluffing and it's working, or you know, or he is just genuinely confident in his own abilities. And I think that's great as a youngster. Brilliant. Um, before we carry on, he mentioned it on Twitter. So, Michael Constantine, Wealth Management. Thanks for sponsoring this. Um, <laughs> so, I thought I'd get that in. Um, but we'll we'll talk now about the cavalry that come back last night. Um, both incredibly important <laughs> to, uh, to, to the win. First, Massimo Luongo, Steve. Yeah. Um, who was on when I mentioned it at the start of the season that he was going to be our most important player? Yeah, um, so I'll, ju I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> um, no, he, he's 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 a he's a different type of player to what we've got, and I think he's the player that we've been missing in that midfield that allows Bannon to go and play. And I think 
the 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 Barry Bannon sort of the Barry Bannon of it all is that he's although he's our captain, he's our linchpin, he's probably the most divisive player that we've got because he's either too good or, you know, he's too flash or he tries too hard and everything has to go through him and, and so on and so forth. He drops too deep. He, you know, he has to, he, he has to make that Hollywood pass. I think having a player of Luongo's stature, composure, um, sort of ability when, when he's on the ball, he's, he's cool and he's calm, but he's also very physical uh, when he needs to be. I think that's, he's going to be effective with the insurance policy and the license that is going to allow Bannon to be a little bit play with a little bit more freedom, and I think that's going to force us to, or force uh, enable Bannon rather than force should I, should I say to to be a little bit more um, impactful in the the things that he does further up the pitch, which I think is the one the, the the one major criticism that people seem to have. I think he came in last night. Um, Windass will get his plaudits, but for me, Luongo was the 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 player that you know he made the difference, and he was the one that um, you know. He settled us down when, although we, we control the game, he settled us down when things weren't necessarily going for us. Um, when they were trying to get the foot on the ball, they had a couple of players in the middle of the park that I thought were quite decent, to be fair, and could play. Um, he was the one that was breaking it up. He was the one that was getting his body in the way. Um, he was the one that was, you know, when, when if there was a ball over the top, he was he, he was sitting in front of the back three and breaking things up. I thought he was, he was excellent last night. Um, and if that... And the the previous game that he's played in is a is a marker for things to come. Then, um, long may it continue. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, um, I think I it, say that... it reminds me of Mr. Lopez. I think he <laughs> really, really he echoes Alex Lopez, and I think we, Lopez for me was one of our most underrated players that we had at that time. Like absolutely, and the fact that he just vanished was horrendous. But. I do think Luongo's style of play, and like I said, the way, like Stevie just said, the way that he allows Bannon to be Bannon, for me, just reflects back on that. And then I think I'm going to get my heart broken again. I'll touch <laughs> I think he put his marker down um, from the first tackle about 30 seconds after coming on. He absolutely uh, smashed someone, Alex. What did you What do you think of him? I can't add much more. I think everything that, that these guys have said, you know. It, such a quality player, but the fact that he does just unleash Bannon and, and those ahead of him, everything that his presence on the pitch pushes everything five or ten meters further up. Um, and yeah, it's just a case of keeping him fit now. And you know, there's no doubt that you know, looking back, he's been rushed back at times, and it doesn't appear that that's the case, which has been brave, really brave, and um, sort of shows that that Darren, you know, is, is looking after his players maybe more than his own interests and stuff. Which is an encouraging sign with all the all the problems that, that Wednesday have had with injuries in recent years, um, and yeah, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd fully subscribe to the idea that he's Wednesday's most important player. You know, because I just think he unlocks so much. I think George Byers is one that's probably going to share that role, and they play the same role in a different way. So that that's you know, this horses for courses that has been maybe ridiculed by some people that Darren keeps talking about. That's probably one yeah. of the positions that he's talking about, but. Um, if those two can share the workload and, and Luongo can stay fit, then it'll be just massive, huge for, for Wednesday. On to the other cavalrymen. Um, did he mean it, Vic? Oh, no, well, of course he didn't, did he? But, oh, I was so, oh, it was lovely, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Both my boys getting a goal. I didn't think they'd be talking to each other. I thought it might be a bit awkward with everything that's going on. 
but <laughs> they were absolutely fine together. It was lovely. Um, but yeah, I think interesting that you just said about injuries, Alex. I don't know if it was your interview or if it was on the BBC, I don't know, but I watched an interview with Windass today and he said, uh, quote, Darren Moore gave his injury a lot of respect and he would have liked to have come back a lot quicker. Um, but Moore was very, very strict with that. And he, it was just the word, like, respect of his injury. And I thought, yeah, that's actually, that's something that we've not had for a long time at Hillsborough. We have had this this notion that because of the situations that we've been in, whether it's been super positive and we're trying to get to Wembley, or if it's been super negative and we're trying to stay up, it has been a case of forcing people back, you know, and adrenaline shots and forcing, 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 and actually keeping somebody out, like um, Windass last night has been, and Luongo, actually proved last night they were both fully ready to come on and I think that's something that you know we've been so used over the last few years to having bring someone on at 70 minutes and maybe give them like or maybe 80 minutes maybe 85 give them 10 you know see see if the legs still work and actually he's he's made this massive point of keeping them until he knows that he can trust them to start if he needs to because of the other injuries that we've got so yeah I think but it was lovely to see him back wasn't it and he just I mean, he absolutely ran the full length of the pitch from the minute he came on and he was everywhere. And then the build-up for that goal was absolutely sublime. Like sublime. It was just um, the the play. At first, it was so frustrating because you were just like, just one of his shoes. Like, we're in the last, like, dying seconds of the match and we're just tapping it about to each other. But actually, what they did uh, between Bannon, Windass and Corbynu was they absolutely messed with the heads of the MK Don's defence. Like, they didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and then, obviously, you know, that, that awful first touch that somehow landed on his right foot and went, it was just, wow. Um, at the time, from where we were, it absolutely looked like he meant it. Like, and we were just like, wow, that was, that. you know, he's, he's his dad's son. That was incredible. That was the sort of thing you expect from Windass. But then when you watch it back, you go, oh, that was really lucky, wasn't it? <laughs> but... I think it was in your in your interview with him, Alex, that you say it's something that Ibrahim Richard had done. It's something like that. Yeah, I think they have a fair bit about that. Dean was a Do you want to pick up on that? Yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah. <clears throat> we spoke to Josh briefly about it last night and he, he said that Dean was absolutely steaming in the away end. So yeah, not a surprise. <laughs> he's not allowed to his dad said he can't celebrate a goal in League One as well. It's <laughs> just Proper was, dad behaviour, isn't it? I was looking back as well. I think Dean Windass played quite a lot of his career in the third tier. So I yeah, I thought that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like like Vic said, it was just what a great moment that was. Um, if he had done it on purpose, it'd have been the goal, you know, goal of the decade, wouldn't it? It'd have been like Gazer in Scotland or something. But yeah, no, it was just belting, and again, it, it just sort of felt. That it, Darren said this actually that. There was a sense in the ground, even at 1-0, that tonight could be the night where that stat finally goes away. Um, and whether that's because, you know, they're able to bring on players of the calibre, you know, you look at the bench, and there's players that will come on and make a difference. Um, but, yeah, just from from everyone, for, you know, the players were seemed to be playing with a bit more energy. The, the crowd seemed to be a little less, you know, defeatist, as I say, even at 1-0. So, um yeah, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. It just seemed, um, I know for me, but for everyone, just relief. It would, Dece- it, I think, I've got it, 7th of December, I think, 2019. Um, 
when uh, we last come from behind to win, which is ridiculous, nearly two years. Uh, we're still waiting to do it away. I think that's. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your stat on that, Ben? Because that is amazing. I, I, I were playing for Rotherham Boys. It, it, is it the Birmingham game? I, th I think it's the Birmingham yeah. game. Hooper scored twice. Yeah. The one with, the, with the fella in the VIP box. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one. Yeah. So, so yeah, I were playing for Rotherham Boys under 15s. That was the last did, time we came I, from behind away. <laughs> I was in year 10 and I'm, I'm now nearly finished at Una. That's how long it's been since we've come from behind to win away. Um, I don't think there's much we could do about MK Don's goal last night. I thought he was a really good Rapping player. Goal. Beautiful goal, that. It, it was one of those where you want to almost... You, your instinct as a football fan, if you were watching it as a neutral, you would kind of applaud it. It so was just like... Work. Bloody hell, that was a beautiful yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good all around, though. It, like I think Steve, Steve mentioned it, that there were, you know, few few tired midfield players. And he, it was sort of playing, with Scott, Scott Twine playing a bit in behind the strikers. But he, he just yeah. seemed really impressed for me. Um, there were some people saying about picking him up in January. I don't know how possible that would be or whether we'd really need him. But, yeah, I thought he was quite good. Um on tour, we'll talk now about what's coming up on Saturday. Another another big game. Vic, we'll come to you first. Wickham. Isn't it? Yeah. Full. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, let me just have a quick scroll. Oh, yeah. So second in the league. Yeah, it's looking really good, isn't it? Um, I also noticed our sort of the games that we've got extra over everyone else. There are quite a few people with games on hand on us at the moment that I didn't realise. Um I don't know whether that's been because of postponements or whatever. I've, I've not really followed that much on other people, uh, but yeah, huge game. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, but I think at the moment we should be riding on an absolute high, and I think it's amazing to go into another home game straight after. Obviously, we've got have we got a cup game this week coming up, or is it the week yeah. after? Yeah, week after. we got Hartlepool on Tuesday. This week. Oh yeah, coming yeah. Sorry, Next Tuesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll merge things one, doesn't it? 2020, yeah. 2021. It's all one, one long, long year. Uh, but yeah, so I think, yeah, to go straight into another home game, um, hopefully a bigger crowd, obviously. I think it was 19,000 last night, just under. Um, you'd hope about 21, 22 at least on Saturday. I don't know how many they'll bring. Obviously, the biggest Wickham game we can all remember in recent years. Um, was quite a good one, but I don't think that they were ever going to bring many people that game. So it'd be interesting to see how many they bring, what goes off. Um, but I don't think there's a better time to be going into a game like that, to be honest. Um, I think last night, look, it was huge, the other game. Um, the sort of the Milton Keynes game was absolutely massive. And this one's just as big now. Um, and they're going to continue to be, aren't they, going forwards until until we hit that first loss and it is going to come you know it's so let's be honest we are going to have a loss at some point or we're going to drop points again or we're going to stake out a nil-nil draw or something like that but I think yeah I'm confident against Wickham from an atmosphere's perspective from a confidence of the players perspective um I'm not going in thinking we're going to win eight nil whatever um but it'd be interesting to see what happens and I, I hope I really hope that they can build on this because I think a loss would be absolutely devastating to just the mentality of the squad. Steve? 
Uh, do you know what? I think we play better against the sides that we're in and around at the moment. I think the the, the Sunderland performance has been one um, that was, it, it kind of shocked everybody. But if you look, I think the league is now beginning to settle a little bit, isn't it? And we're, we're, we're at a point where, you know, we've, we've played Plymouth. All right, Plymouth beat us in the league. We, you could argue that uh, the cup game was, as Darren Moore said, a step too far. And whether that was... Um, the, the team selection was right or wrong and I can remember Vic a couple of weeks ago saying that she wasn't bothered about the league uh, sorry about the cup and it was all about the league and I think the point that I made was it, it was more about having that momentum and, and getting through and navigating the Harrogate game and the Plymouth game and making sure we came out of that unscathed but the teams that are up there the top of the league we've beat uh, we, we, we've beaten MK Dons last night we're putting in performances that are you know, relatively strong. If you look at the teams that we've, we've, if you like, messed up against the teams that are, are, are up there, we actually do all right against. And I know that's probably going to come across, come across as being a bit of a kiss of death uh, for Saturday, but I, I don't though. fear. It's true. I don't fear. I don't fear teams in. We'll never know. He's gone again. Someone pay Stevie's bro fan bill. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's right. Like it's it's been clear that. We've gone and drawn against Cambridge, Wimbledon, um, Cheltenham, who, uh, what? Honestly, the only... Oh. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> on one. What's he you doing? Know I'm... <laughs> I really what? Not a word. <laughs> We've been through an entire pandemic of people saying you're on mute. I'm there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we, 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 we heard. I don't like you're doing some sort of silent rap then. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, honestly, the, I'm having technical issues tonight, but you've got me. Uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It's yeah. noisy. <laughs> it's naked. Yeah. God, absolutely. Must, must, anyway. It must be neighbours decking up Wi Fi upstairs. <laughs> 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 um, where was I? Or where was I with you? Uh, weird fear. I don't fear. Yeah, I was. I was saying that I don't fear anybody in the league. I just fear our lapses of concentration. Um, and I think that, to be honest with you, I, I turned to my sister the other uh, last night, and, and we'd had sixty-seven percent of, of possession um, at nil-nil, and we were bossing the game. And and you know, we've gone into the game last night thinking this is a big. It's a big game against a really tough team. I thought we were miles better than them last night. I thought we were comfortably, comfortably the better side. Um, and they're up there in and around the playoffs. And the, the teams that we've played that were up there, I didn't think Sunderland particularly good. I think the thing for us is that the, the teams that come up and want to come and play football against us will get footballed off the park. I really, I really do believe that. If, if teams are going to set up and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to, put the ball down on the six-yard box and they're going to attempt to, to play out from the back and, you know, they're going to allow us to, to, to go and press them on the edge of the 18. I think that plays into Darren Moore's hands, to be honest with you. Um, I think the teams that set up to frustrate us, um, and there was a little bit of a period of that um, last night. Once they'd scored the goal, you, you know, for, for, for five, ten minutes or so, you're thinking, right, this might be a situation where we're there, they're going to put 10, 11 players behind the ball and we're going to have to try and break them down. But from my point of view, 
I, you know, I, I, I don't worry about playing Wickham on Saturday. I don't worry about going back to Plymouth or, or Plymouth coming to us. I don't worry about playing Rotherham because the teams that are up there that want to go and try and play football, I think we're, we're better than them. Agreed. I think it's, that's it's, it's, it's though, isn't it? That's classic it Wednesday. Like we've done that before when you, you know, the infamous evening with Arsenal in the cup that game and you know we matched up to them we absolutely matched up to them we absolutely battered them but then we can go and play against you know Steve Evans as Gillingham who spend all the time like rolling around on the floor or taking 50 step throw-ins and it winds us up and it infuriates us and yeah all right we gathered a point from it but nowhere near what we should have done and that's that's what it's shithousing against us that <laughs> that's what it comes down to isn't it I think we were saying last time we were in this position when, when we went up back in 2011-12, we had results like f- f- losing 5-1 to Stevenage away, losing 2-1 to them at home. Get games like that, that you know, against teams that you, you, you go into it thinking you, sh- you should be beating them 2-3-0, but that's probably how it's going to be. Um, Alex broke the news, obviously took the picture yesterday of uh, Chan Sira back at his first game um, since before the pandemic. How important do you think that is, Alex? I, th- I think it's good that he's back, isn't it? And and maybe a chance to uh, speak to the staff that he's not seen for a couple of years. And, you know, whether that brings a morale boost. He, he was he was in the changing room before the game, um, speaking to the players and stuff. There's a, a lot of players that won't have met him, you know, because the squad turnover has been massive, you know, since the last time he was over. Uh, and a chance to have a sit down and speak to Darren, who, you know, I think, you know, it would have never met Tony Pulis yeah, face to face. met him face to face, have they? You know, Tony Pulis came and went and all the rest of it. You know, he'd, he'd only seen really less than half and Gary Monk's reign and all that. You know, it's mad how, how, how long it is since, you know, he's been able to come back. So, yeah, um, I think Darren's probably got some stuff to... Iron out, you know, he sort of touched on the, the training ground and bits and bobs and probably more bits and bobs that we've got absolutely no idea about that he wants to get sorted. And yeah, it can only be a positive thing that he's back. We've got no idea how long he's back for, um, whether it's open-ended or whether it's a flying visit, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. Um, I've just got this, men- I've got this, Go sorry, I was just going to, I've just got this mental image, you know, when, um, you, you see a couple of the images of Darren Moore standing next to people and Chan is not the biggest bloke because I've just got this, this image of Darren Moore and Chan Siri in my head. P- 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 putting his hand on top of his head. It'd be like me next to you and Fudge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, um, we had a conversation last night about, obviously, he looked, he looked quite quiet in the director's box. I don't know what... I mean, it was Stevie that said it. I don't know what people expected him to do, whether they expected him to be waving his shirt around after the goal or whatever. But I think um, coming from, I obviously work in higher education and I do a lot of research into stuff that's going off in Southeast Asia and that sort of region at the moment. And it's taken a lot of guts for him to come over here because the Mm -hmm. press about the UK and about the COVID situation is absolutely diabolical over there. And probably, you know, some might say rightly so. and I think he was probably very, very nervous last night. Um, hence, I, I could see that he got his mask on all the way through. But, you know, quite a lot of people around me wear the mask all the way through. Um, mm. I think it, it shows a lot of guts that to come over. Because if you look at some of the press, especially in Thailand, especially in China, um, 
Malaysia, Singapore, you know, a lot of these countries at the moment are kind of saying, don't go to the UK. Like, why would you do that? And they're shutting down entire countries for 200 cases of COVID. And we're going, oh, only 200 people died today. That's great. Like, we're really getting through it. So for me, I think hats off to him. I think, you know, he's shown a lot of balls coming back. Um, because, you know, we all have kind of adapted to life in lockdown. And he's obviously managed a football club and a multi-billion dollar tuna business from his laptop in China for the last two years. So for me, I just think, you know, I've never been his biggest sort of celebrator or even biggest critic, really. I've always kind of sat on the fence majority of the time. Um, but for me last night, I think it, it shows a lot of character for him to come over and to be there and I think it came at the right time while we're on a bit of a positive sort of push. Um, and I think it will have done Darren more the world of good, obviously, to meet his boss. Like, amazing. Yeah, and um, a bit of signing news as well in the last week. Um, I think we've been probably expecting it. It's been about going about for the last few weeks, but Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Steve, what do you think of that one? It's Do we need him? Um, well, Brennan's coming, so he's not going to play centre half, is he? <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the Johnson situation, um, if I'm honest with you, I don't know a great deal about the bloke. I know obviously he's been linked with us, he's been training with us. Um, I saw his interview when he, he we got it over the line. Um, it was either Monday, I think it was, uh, or, or when we, we we finally got that through. Um, he said that he knew a, a, a fair few of the lads from the Birmingham sort of area. Uh, my knowledge of Mendes Lang is the bits that I've seen on Match of the Day and a quick sort of rudimentary five minutes of trawling through YouTube to have a look at his best bits. What I would say, if, if you if you whack that into um, if you whack it into to, to a YouTube search and look at his best goals, those sort of promo videos, the goals that he scored at the highest level are, are decent goals, to be fair. And if he can replicate that in League One um, for all the, let's call it baggage, shall we say, that he might bring with him uh, with his relatively checkered past, I've got no no issue with him signing as a, a player on the pitch. Um, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> is it, I don't know, Alex, is, is there anything being said about why we've 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 brought him in? The the question was asked. It, well, I can't remember. It might have been Rob State and sort of asked quite directly. You know, you've got 140 wingers. Do you really need another? One? Um, and it was sort of put to Darren. You know, is he just the calibre of player that when he's available, you you know, you go and get him? And that's more or less what he said. Um, and it makes a bit of sense. You know, like. Like Steve, I haven't, look, I haven't covered a club, you know, in in any detail that that he's played for or anything. But he does strike me as a player with that bit of quality, and you know, it's all right sitting here after after two wins and going, oh, we don't need him. But certainly two games ago, when they were struggling to hit the back of the net, you know, if he can just bring that bit more X factor, a bit more composure on the, you know, he scored goals in the Premier League. I think he got seven and yeah. six yeah. for a Cardiff team that didn't score many. And all right, it's a few years ago back and. You know, there's a bit of water on the bridge. Um, but, you know, why not? You know, I don't think Wednesday the sort of club or, you know, we're not really in the position watching Wednesday when we can be anything. But, you know, it, it, surely it's a good thing. You know, we, 
we're not in the position where we can just go, oh, no, it's, that's dreadful. We've got a, a former Premier League winger, you know, through the door for nothing. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He might, like I say, it, it just feels at the minute, and I've said this on another podcast and, and sort of written it a couple of times, it feels... Whoa, 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 whoa. Not many people know this because there's about 14 listeners a week, but the star have our own. Oh, yeah, all right. You can do your own. That's all right. Don't be sliding James Marriott's pocket. (laughs) Um, What was I talking about then? Lost his thread now. Sorry. Momentum, momentum. couple of good results and Luongo coming back, Windass coming back, you know, Gregory not being out for maybe as long as we thought. Look, they've got the problems at the back end there, but throw Mendes Lang in there as well. If they, you know, if they can beat Wickham this weekend, it's been a hell of a 10 days for Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, They keep keep coming though, don't they? Because it's, is it Portsmouth after that? Portsmouth, Portsmouth? yeah. Yeah, I know that's on a Tuesday night, Portsmouth away. That was yeah. Kind of, um, yeah, but yeah, like you say, you know, the, they do keep coming, and but when, like I said, Wednesday have been better against the the better teams, and if they can get this momentum going, you know, the 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 mood in the fan base for me is always is such a powerful thing, not not just at Hillsborough, but just what once things start going well and once things start going badly, it's it's massive, and and yeah i think if if they can string a few together then who knows what we might be talking about at christmas in terms of where where wednesday are and it's not that big a gap now to the to the top two we've been saying how good plymouth are how good rotherham have been what a good run they're on what is it five points to rotherham you 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 know that three of those are going to be taken away from rotherham by beating them at home and then you know it's two points to make up which <laughs> we're really not that far off when all we've pretty much done this season is moan about how poor, poor we've been. Um, but we'll move on and I'll pass over to Vic. Bit of news on uh, game two and uh, bit of Shay and Barry and even Bracknell, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've had quite a busy week. So obviously the Sheffield Wednesday announcement with her game two has gone over the line now. Um, amazing support from the club. Um, shout out to Joe Braithwaite who just picked it up like and just ran with it and within minutes it was literally solved and it was going live and you know Liam Dooley was there in the first place and got everything kind of put into place and then we were just waiting on the go button and somehow Joe picked it up and the go button came at me while I was queuing for a berry sandwich um and he was just like right should we announce it now on on the screen tomorrow night I was like yeah awesome brilliant thank you um, so that's great. Obviously, I hope to do more with them going forwards because it's not just a tick box exercise. Um, her game two itself is just going crazy. Um, we agreed today, I could exclusively reveal, I can't say who it is, but we agreed terms today with our first Premier League partners. Um, so that's huge. Uh, we've agreed to deal with our first partners. We've got Scotland now, so we're with Hearts. Um, there's quite a few Scottish teams that we're working with. Same goes for Ireland. Just signed up a, a team in Prague, um, a girls' club in Bahrain, which is huge, obviously, because of like the way that that's all set up. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Um, it's absolutely going from strength to strength. And when I've got, you know, I'm using my lunch hour time, I'm meeting with the 
like top directors at the FA, you think something's going right here. This is this is going well. Um, so yeah, so a huge thank you to Joe and the team at Wednesday. They've been brilliant and it was quite something last night. Um, it was just one of those games that just the whole evening was just, I knew obviously that we'd announced the partnership on Monday and I knew that stuff was going to be around and obviously it'll be in the programme at some point, but we just announced it as quickly as we could because MK Dons were actually one of the first like big clubs to partner with us. So we wanted to get it over the line for last night. To see it on the screen was just mind blowing, like um, and really, really good. Especially when I saw like women around me. Like there are quite a few women who sit around me, and you tend to you kind of spot people because there aren't that many of us. So you kind of realise who people are. And like one of my best mates sits just over my shoulder. We've sat in the same seats twenty odd years, so obviously we know each other. I know there's quite a few women around us, and I saw them all taking photos of the screen. I was like, that is like awesome. That's really cool. Um, a friend from school, Shane, took his daughter last night to her first match. So her first ever game at Hillsborough at 10 years old, she had that come up on the screen. So that for me is just like, it's a huge win. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, and like I said, just getting busier and busier. Like I have no spare time now. I'm just, I'm on the Zoom with commercial directors and CEOs of football clubs pretty much every evening, which is great. Um, but tiring. So I'll have a break at some point. Uh, and then, yeah, with Shay, oh, my God, like, what a little legend he is anyway. Um, so, I, obviously, when I stepped back from the podcast, due to issues linked to her game too, um, Shay wanted to do his own little podcast and asked if I'd help him. So, I edit all these little videos for him and stuff. And he gets the contacts. So, a lot of the time, the people who he knows, um, we had Chris Wilder on the other week, which was brilliant. Um, and I think there was something like 200 quid was raised off the back of that interview with like a lot of Blades fans commenting and like donating 20 quid here and there, just saying you know, it was a really good, fun interview. I wish they could have seen the outtakes because it was absolutely hilarious. Like Chris Wilder comparing his trophies to Shay's trophies was just brilliant. What a lovely guy. Um, and then, I mean, from one managerial legend to another, Mr. Steve Bracknell um obviously Chris aka Steve had COVID at the time so he was kind of like stuck indoors and wanted to do something with Shay Shay loves Steve Bracknell's series uh, I think he gets it but he doesn't so it's really cute um and that was just hilarious like I'm sat here at my desk and I'm on mute and obviously got no camera on and Zoom kept saying are you speaking press Z to unmute because I was laughing so loud at some of the stuff that was being said and um, it turned out then, obviously, you got the interview with Barry Bannon uh, that wasn't probably favoured that well at the club, um, but it was something that Barry wanted to do and wanted to support Shay. And they're not meant to do stuff off their own back, but I think it's, you know, it wasn't a controversial interview. I think it was quite reasonable. Um, and, yeah, we know that, obviously, Barry watches Steve Bracknell as well. He's He'd seen the interview and then he'd shown it, and apparently the lads have been watching it on the coach and stuff like that. So when like Shay's dad and Steve got together and said that this would be funny if he got the wrong link for the club's Imperial League. Oh, and I was just sat waiting for it. And all the time that they were like chatting and I was listening to them and they're so close as like Shay and um, Barry goes and watches Shay play Sunday League, like just at a weekend, just because he likes him and he looks after him and he's so sweet with him. Like Shay's room's got his like man of the match trophies in and all sorts, and he just genuinely loves him. It's just a really, really nice relationship, like just lovely. 
Um, and I could see them two chatting and having all this banter and all the time at the top, I could see Nikki Bracknell is in the waiting room. And I just had to pick that moment to press admit. And as soon as I did it, and Shay's face and then Barry's face was just hilarious. Um, and that again, has it's hit like 100,000 views or something now, just the clip of Steve coming in by accident. Um, but yeah, what a legend. Absolutely love Steve Bracknell and everything about the whole series. And obviously it's co-written by Matt Exton, so you know it's going to be hilarious when Matt's involved. Uh, and Matt and Chris together, I think, are just a force of their own. So yeah, it's been busy and very, very positive. Um, really, really enjoyed it. If you've not seen it yet, just look up Shay's Triathlon on YouTube and he's interviewed some great players. Um, We've just put out Brian Dean. Um, we're going to be interviewing Adam Oxley soon. So Adam's going to get interviewed by Shay. He's getting the treatment. Uh, and then there are loads more still to come. I think Kieran Westwood wants to talk to him. Uh, there are quite a few others and they actually are like contacting him, which is great. So That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> great stuff. I think that is about all we've got time for. Thanks to Alex for joining us tonight. Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.